Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happy Friday. It's August 11, 2023. I am at Drill Pearl. And as always, it's time to get in the weeds. I have the one, the only Mr. Swifty himself, Jeremy Lambert's here. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Joel, how are you, Joel? Immensely concerned. <laughs> Joel, what's wrong, Joel? I've got I got Jeremy coming on the show as I made a, a egregious error in my promotion for today's show. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden Jeremy's acting very nice and I'm very, very concerned and very scared for my well-being. Joel, I'm always very nice, Joel. I'm very, very concerned for my well-being here on this channel. Joel, you act like I'm going to be like some, some type of murderer or something to you here, Joel. Like I'm some type of serial killer, Joel. Oh, tyrant is more the word I would choose. Joel, tyrant, Joel? Yeah, tyrant. Joel, I don't know the definition of some of these words, Joel. <laughs> what? Okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> Joel, what are you what are you talking about? What are we doing here, Joel? Oh god, I'm so so concerned. I'd be less concerned if you all leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here if I pull over booked. Maybe tell Jeremy to stop being a weirdo by sending us a super chat. Any amount of your question or statement read on the air, okay? Uh, and it also supports us here at In the Weeds and Fightful Overbooked. And also, it might even pay for my witness protection program after Jeremy's done going after me because I'm still fearing for my life. Uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Very, very, very excited to welcome Kevin Bennett onto the show. He is the Smash Wrestling World Champion. Uh, he is also uh, a little-known music producer, Jeremy. I don't know if you know this. Kevin also produced Daniel Garcia's AEW theme, his current one. So we're looking forward to talking with him. He's got a match against Psycho Mike in a steel cage at Smash Wrestling Super Showdown 8, August 20th at London Music Hall. That's a Sunday. So uh, we'll talk to Kevin in about a half hour's time. Jeremy, I know you had a very good very busy Thursday. How are you feeling? Joel, did I have a, a very good, very busy Thursday? I, I'm trying to... Thursday was only yesterday. Are you talking about Wednesday? Wednesday was good and, and busy. Thursday, I just, I just kind of like worked and stuff. That's what I always do. I mean, every day is busy in, in Lambert HQ because, you know, there's always just things to do around here, Joel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You had a good day. And when you're having a good Joel, day, don't tell me how I, I felt yesterday. You have you don't know what, what went on yesterday to to uh proclaim that I had a good day on Thursday, Joel. Maybe I was getting messages from the anonymous uh ITWGM saying you were having a good day. Joel, I don't believe that at all because what? I I 
because I know the kind of day we had yesterday. And I'm not saying it was a bad day, but it was a a very long day yesterday. There were certain parts that were good, but uh, you know, it was a long day yesterday, Joel. I've been told that uh, Taylor Swift is supposed to be on this program today. Is that true? Joel, I don't know if Taylor Swift is going to be on on the program today. I have sent her a message to see if she would like to join us. Um, my my message has not been uh, responded to. She might put us in the three hundred sections, like Carly Kloss, that traitor, uh, not invited to the VIP tent. Uh, but we do have a special guest in the second hour to talk about Taylor Swift because. As everybody knows or may may not know, um, as everybody may or may not know, one, MJF dropped the Taylor Swift reference, dropped the Taylor Swift reference uh, on Wednesday, and two, we got the 1989 Taylor's version coming out in October. I do not have my 1989 shirt on. I assume I only wear like three shirts, and two of them are Taylor Swift shirts, so it's probably in the laundry, but I do have my custom Taylor Swift karaoke champion shirt that my mom made me many years ago, Joel. Is people in the chat are asking, is it Denise? It's it, it, Joel, 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 Joel. I can confirm right now. It is not Denise Salcedo. We, we love Denise Salcedo. I've actually done karaoke with Denise Salcedo. We, That's why we I brought it up. Yes. We performed a uh, blank space together in Chicago many a year ago, but it is not Denise Salcedo, Joel. Should I keep taking guesses or should I just leave it alone? Joel, I have to call you out on your lies uh, because the anonymous ITW, that's the name of this show, right? Uh, General manager has, has messaged me and said, I looked to see if I messaged him yesterday. I have not messaged since Wednesday. So you are a liar, Joel. No, Joel, she's, she's Joel, using, Joel, she's, Joel. She's using that deleting message gimmick. Joel, yes. Joel, why are yes. you lying, Joel? Joel, why because are you lying? I just, Joel? I need you to understand that I care, Jeremy Lambert. I care. Joel, you were trying to act like I had a good day yesterday, Joel. And look, yesterday was not bad. There were there were certain parts of yesterday that were that were very good, but do not presume I had a good day yesterday, Joel. All right, Joel. How was your do day? Do you understand, Joel? Joel, Joel, do you understand? Are you getting like? Is this a bet, Joel? What are we betting on, Joel? Is the bet that you can say Joel in every single sentence and address me in every single like thing that you say on this program today? Joel, I'm not entirely sure what you're you're talking about here, Joel. Uh, not not quite understanding where you're coming from here, Joel. I think uh, I think you know what I'm talking about, Joel. Not not sure at all, Joel. Chat, chat, and Joel, please do not presume. Everybody's just presuming stuff today what why is everybody feeling like this on a friday what is happening here itw not supporting women who's to say the special surprise guest is not a woman what guys guys you gotta i understand that joel might not feel this way but you gotta have faith in me when have i ever let 
everybody down. All right, chat, 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 chat. You gotta, you gotta, Joel chat. You've gotta, you've gotta just have a little, little faith, like Limp Biscuit, Joel. Yeah, we got people in the chat saying they need more coffee for this, and I, I, I absolutely get it. Okay. Nice. You guys don't know what's in this cup, Joel. Oh, you don't want to know what's in this cup. I can't see what's in this cup. Oh, there it is. Okay, it took a second. There was a little. I know. Delay. Joel, I know you can't see what's in this cup. That's the point of having a cup that is, uh, you know, hide hides what's in in my um, what's what's in my glass here. That's the point of it, of it not being clear, Joel. Yeah, Louis saying he needs that Thea Hale coffee, caffeine. <laughs> Uh, apologies for anyone who, who's who's hard listening because you might be able to hear a vacuum in the background of my audio. Apparently, there are people cleaning the uh, the dryer ducts today in our unit, so that should be fun. <laughs> they should be done soon. But anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, about twenty minutes. Kevin Bennett's going to join us, and hopefully, Jeremy's going to be less weird. Can't guarantee it, but we're going to certainly try. Joel, let's get to the important questions, the important comments here. Joel, people in the chat who I'm already mad at, I'm already mad at the chat. For thinking that, oh, you guys aren't aren't supporting what? Oh my gosh, Joel, take that comment down. Bring Joel, it up with the chat, of- Jeremy. Bring it up with the chat. They don't. They're saying they don't trust you. I don't like the chat. I've made this perfectly clear over my many years of doing this that me and the chat do not get along. We don't. The chat has something against me for some reason. Even though I've I've given them everything, I've, I've given the chat everything content on top of content on top of headlines i've i've unfortunately given them joel that's a that's my bad i apologize for that but i give the chat everything and they don't trust me i don't understand it i promise everybody i promise you're gonna like the guest i promise all right i've never let you down here chat i've never let you down joel i've never let you down the guest everybody's gonna like the guest all right we're gonna talk taylor swift what more do you want what more do you want from this I love the the irony of Kate saying, how can we forgive you for giving us Joel when I can say the exact same thing about Kate? (laughs) I've made Joel, Joel, I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. I've only made one good decision. Only one. I've only made one good decision. I understand. I understand why Joel and Kate and the chat. I I've never let you guys down. With, with with this stuff. I've only made one good decision in my life, but even my bad decisions still work out somehow, some way. Just have, trust me, guys. Trust me. Just stop. Just trust me. Joel, trust me, Joel. Are you going to talk about this, uh, this comment from Louis? Joel, Louis sends a comment that says, what are on Roddy's T-Swift playlist? I've got mean... I knew you were trouble, and we are never ever getting back together as guarantees. He seems like a huge speak now, red era Swifty, Joel. That was Louis's comment, Joel. Those are fantastic choices, definitely on the playlist. I do think Shake It Off would have to be on there as, as motivation for him. Uh, there's probably some good reputation stuff, maybe, maybe very in his feelings of uh, being mad about things. I could see something like Don't Blame Me being on there because you know the love is making him crazy over this and he's not he's not happy about it so i could see that some some reputation could be on there especially when he he attacks 
Adam Cole or MJF, I think we're going to get a lot of the, the reputation era. Roddy Strong, Joel. What do you think, Joel? Joel, what do you think? You think Roddy's going to join the kingdom? No, the, the, that's not an error, Joel. I, uh, Joel, I asked about... What if the next album's called The Kingdom, and I'm just very much ahead of the Taylor Swift uh, saga of albums. I don't it's think finally she's, Joel. She's found her love, and she is joining the kingdom. Joel, so is Roddy. Joel, I don't think you're right. Why not? Why can't Joel. that be right in this case? Joel, I don't think you're correct. You say that, but I don't think you really mean it. Joel Scott George says, I believe in you, Jeremy. Thank uh, you, Scott that's, George. That's the first mistake. Uh, Kate sent us a super chat saying, Jeremy, can you identify the other guy on screen by name? Who is this other guy? Joel, you got to pull up the chat, Joel. Come, what it- I just don't, I don't like putting her last name up on the screen for weirdos. Joel, that's fair, but Joel, she should you know, not use the last name then, Joel. I that's, agree. That's her mistake, Joel. I agree. So I ask again, who is the guy on screen? Who is the other guy? Joel, there's Joel and there's me. That's it. Who's on first? Joel is never on first because that implies he does not strike out. I don't strike out. It's actually quite amazing. Now, you, you always strike out, Joel. This is the worst. This is just... This is the worst bit we've ever done. There have been some, there have been some stinkers, but buddy, we are absolutely just, just awful at this one. Joel, who is to say this is any type of a bit, Joel? What? I don't understand what you're talking about, Joel. What, what podcast did you listen to that started addressing people by their first name over and over and over again until they couldn't take it anymore? Was this an impulsive thing? Were you listening to another Drew McIntyre interview and Drew just kept saying the interviewer's name over and over again? Joel, the last Drew McIntyre interview I listened to he referred to himself in the third person. He kept saying old Drew McIntyre is what he called. Old Drew McIntyre is coming for Gunther. Old Drew McIntyre is coming for that intercontinental title. He kept calling himself old Drew McIntyre. And it honestly kind of popped me, Joel. But Joel, Joel, Joel. No, I did. I is not an impulsive bit. I did listen to impulsive to, to get Logan's comments on, on the WWE. Uh, I've not listened to any sort of podcast. That does this kind of bit, Joel. I try not to steal from other people, Joel. I try to come up with with my own bits, Joel. And sometimes they work. And all the time they work, Joel. One of your children got you up to this, and I know it. I just, I know. No, my children don't know who you are, Joel. They've made that very clear. They have no idea who you are, Joel. Multiple times. Although one of them has before. So, you know, there's that. Joel, I think you were once again lying and misremembering you've already been caught in one lie today joel do you want to go for another lie joel gonna we're gonna line them up off screen one by one and just do you remember do you remember no, we're not gonna do that uh we're, we're not putting the children on screen once again joel is... off screen we're putting them one by one off screen we're just gonna point and just that's gonna be that we're not gonna do that but that's how that's how we're gonna that's gonna, we're gonna joel i'm getting a message from from the the wife who who is, she is now, I'm not going to call her a, a liar, but no, no, she's incorrect. She is incorrect, and Joel is completely incorrect. Joel, you were incorrect as well. I highly doubt that. I don't think I'm wrong. But Joel, I do think Joel, what? Joel, you're wrong. What? Joel. 
We're 15 minutes into this thing, and I'm already regretting doing this show. Joel. Joel, what's wrong, Joel? Do you do we need to talk, Joel? Do we need to have a chat here on this show, Joel? What's wrong, Joel? Joel, this is a safe space. It's only us. I don't it's feel only very us. safe. Joel, Joel, it's safe. only us. It's only us here, Joel. Nobody else is around. It's just me and you. Look, look me. I look, look in my eyes, Joel. What I'm not going to sing this song. No, 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 Joel, Joel. That was low hanging fruit, Joel. Don't go after the low hanging fruit, Joel. Have some pride. Have some pride and respect for yourself, Joel. Is that what this is all about? How are we feeling today, Joel? How are we feeling? Do you want me to tell you how you're feeling since you told me how I was feeling on Thursday, Joel? (laughs) The worst part is that you started this bit before we went live. This thing started as I was preparing the show. What are we doing? Joel, what's 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 wrong, Joel? Everything. Speak to me, Joel. Absolutely. Joel. Just let let's let's chat. What's wrong? What do you want to Joel? Joel, so Joel, what do you want to talk about? Should we talk about your interview with Teal Rhodes? Joel. Joel, that was a lot of fun. It Teal was, Rhodes was, was a very great. good interview. Yeah. Shout out to she, Teal Rhodes. She was fantastic. Shout out to uh, Teal and and Steven Jensen for for setting that up, Joel. I hate this bit so much. Joel. What's wrong, Joel? It's like sitting in that one room that is like dead silent and they say that you'll go crazy after like 40, I don't know what the timing is, like three minutes. They're like, you're going to go crazy and lose your mind. I'm currently in that spot where all I want to do is like just close my eyes and not look at your face. You have to stop addressing me by my name after every single time. Joel, it's why why do you have an issue with your name, Joel? Is this some deep-seated personal yes. thing with your parents yes, that they absolutely. named you Joel? Joel? Yes. That is it. Joel, let's go back to when you were a child. Okay? Let's you're go not, back to your childhood. You're not my Joel. therapist, okay? <laughs> let's go, Joel. Let's go back to your to your childhood, Joel. What's your no, earliest no, memory? I, no, you're not my therapist. I'm not Alexa Bliss. But if you keep this up, I will go on hiatus, okay? <laughs> Joel, Joel, when was the first time someone called you Joel and you were like, I, I don't know about this, Joel. When was the first time someone said your name, which is Joel, and you were like, that name just doesn't sound great to me, Joel. When? You gotta make this stop. Joel! Joel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel is right. Joel, sorry, Joel. I clicked I clicked off the That's Joel. Okay. I apologize. It, it My eyes were closed. Joel. Joel. <laughs> Shit. You read one report about people feeling uncomfortable when their names are repeated, and suddenly you're just a menace. Joel, what's what is wrong, Joel? You're gonna carry the show all by yourself. I'm gonna sit here in the mute position. Joel, how is that any different from any other show, Joel? No, no, stop it. I absolutely I run this damn show. I'm the one who keeps this stupid thing going. Joel, Joel, let's what, again these lies here, Joel. What are we doing here? Call him Joe Care because he takes no L's. That's right. 
Chi-Town Spurs gets it. Joel? <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. Joel. Joel. Joel, what are we doing? Joel, did you know we have to do more content today? Me and yes. you? Let's, <laughs> let's quickly quickly talk about that. Uh, Fight will select after we're done here. Jeremy and I are going to be, I guess we're going to go live and do the uh, the, the, the Q&A because unfortunately, Sean Ross Sapp sustained a concussion. Uh, he is unavailable to do that. We do wish him well. We hope he's, uh, he gets well soon. But um, yeah, as a result, Jeremy and I are going to be doing the Q&A provided I don't lose my mind first and knock myself out somehow. Instead, uh, we have a bunch of questions over on uh, FIFA Select. If you want to add to them and you're a FIFA Select member, go ahead and uh, get those questions in. Sean said he's going to feed us answers in some cases. Uh, hopefully he gives us the right answers. Otherwise, we'll look like idiots. Uh, but otherwise, we'll, we'll answer all the questions that you have for us that are... If, like, if you just got questions about us and wrestling and stuff that we want to, you know, we're in. Uh, yeah, just, just do that. Joel, please do not. Please do not encourage these people to ask questions about us, Joel. But Joel, I do. I can confirm. I do have the the cheat sheet from Sean Ross Sapp, who we wish very well as he uh, suffered uh, an, an injury. Uh, so rest up, old Sean Ross Sapp. He, I'm sure he's very thankful he doesn't have to do a podcast with you, Joel. He never did. He never does. Joel, 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 Joel. Why did you tell Ryan Sullivan to shut up, Joel? Joel, what did what did Ryan do, Joel? Okay, but we very seriously have to drop this bit when Kevin Bennett gets here, or at least for the interview. Joel, as Paul Jeremy, Driver finisher says, all the worst bits also makes money. Joel, I don't understand your your logic here. I just wanted to talk about Bray Wyatt, man. Joel, no one's stopping you from having having this conversation about Bray, Joel. There are going to be so many weird comments. They didn't talk about wrestling until the interview at 10. I'm being confronted, Joel. Joel, Good. I'm being confronted Good. right now. Good. Joel, the anonymous ITW general manager is so upset at this bit that she has entered the room. She's been messaging me to tell me to stop. And she is now entered the room to tell me to stop this. Joel. Does she know why this is happening? Does Joel, she know why? Joel, Jeremy, does she know why? Joel, she asked me. She asked me why this is happening. And I told her the truth. That's all I'm going to say. So yes, she knows why this is happening, Joel. Why is it happening, Jeremy? Joel, I told her the truth. Joel, I only tell my wife the secretive truth. Not not you, Joel. I don't tell you the secretive truth, Joel. Tell me the truth, Jeremy. Joel, the truth is... <laughs> Joel, the truth is you can't handle the truth, Joel. Go ahead. You can do this. This is this is now like the weekender with Steven Jensen where it's all solo and it's all Go ahead. I'll just be right here. Joel is apparently out of commission, everybody. So, we're going to do this show how it was meant to be done. Uh 
Shy Town Spurs says Joel says by Joel's addiction. Great song, great band. I hate you so much. <laughs> you, know what? Out of- you know what? I can say this. This this is Jew on Jew violence. I'm gonna say it. That is that is absolutely just just the worst. Joel, I thought you were done talking. Joel. I'm never done talking. I'll get paid to talk. Anyway, you were saying Joel is lying to the people again for about the eighth time this morning. Joel has lied more than I've said Joel this morning. That is inaccurate on all accounts. Erroneous on all accounts, may I add. (laughs) Joel, what does erroneous mean? It's wrong. It's wrong. It is wrong. It's wrong. Joel. Joel, do do you want to talk about Bray Wyatt? We can talk about Bray Wyatt. We don't have time because our guest is scheduled to join us in four minutes. And there is a lot more on the bone than the Bray Wyatt story of four minutes of talking. And then we got to talk about MJF and Adam Cole at All In pulling double duty. And then we got to talk about Dynamite in general. Just our little hints here and there. And then we got to do our SmackDown and Collision previews. There's plenty. Joel, we can talk about whatever we want on this show. It's it's our show, Joel. Like we don't technically have to talk about any of that stuff. But Joel, I, you're burying I'm redoing Joel. the thumbnail, Jeremy Lambert. I am not redoing the thumbnail. The guy who normally does thumbnails for us over on the main channel is out of commission. So I have nothing to do in terms of doing more thumbnails. Ain't happening. Joel, the thumbnail should just be. This would scare viewers off, Joel. A giant picture of Joel with the caption, Joel. That should be the thumbnail. Hold on. Let me, let's, let's try to, let's, uh, Joel, I'm going to whip up. I already see Kate's, like, I see Kate's brain turning from here. Okay. It's a long drive to where she is, but for some reason I can already see it and I hate it. Joel, somebody in the chat right now, because we're about to have a guest, and I, I don't want to be rude to our guest. Oh, really? To the guest, you don't want to be rude. I don't want to make a I don't want to make a thumbnail graphic while the guest is on. But Joel, someone should make a thumbnail with a giant picture of Joel with just the caption Joel, and that should be and send that to me. Send send that to my DMs, please. Of the Joel Joel. Look at all these super chats we're we're getting, Joel. Kate says if Joel were an avocado, he'd be guacajoli. That was bad. That was, a, that was awful. Okay. That was awful. Nah, that was all right. Joel, Joel, don't don't be mean to Kate. Joel. Ryan says Joel P. Joel P. Joel P. Joel P. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Joel. It's a take on Jolene, so you got to sing the damn song. Joel P. Joel P. Joel P. Please don't take him, just because you can. And then look at all these, Joel, look at all these super chats, Joel. What kind of power you got? I've got Joel power. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A little bit of Joel, yeah. A little bit of Joel. Joel. Joel, our guest is here. Be be kind to our guest. Joel, yes. introduce our guest, Joel. Our guest is here. If he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up, and I hope to God I don't crack under my own pressure. There we go. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, 
he is the Smash Wrestling Champion. Did you know that for over 1,500 days, the man overtakes Roman Reigns. He is our own tribal chief, if you will, up here in Canada. He is the guy. He is the man. And I think he should be the one that you bow down to. He's got a match at Super Showdown 8, Sunday, August 20th in London, Ontario at the London Music Hall. He's going to take on Psycho Mike in a steel cage. We got the one, the only, Kevin Bennett. How are you doing, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thanks for joining us this morning. You're doing yeah, well. thanks for having me on. You guys Thank can hear me joining. okay, right? We can hear you just fine. Perfect. Thank you for joining Joel and I, Kevin. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So we've got a big, big match. You and Psycho Mike, you two have been involved uh, in a bit of a, an ongoing feud right now in Smash Wrestling. Can you catch people up to speed a little bit heading into your steel cage match at uh, Super Showdown? Yeah, I would say uh, me and Mike, we go way back. I mean, we've had plenty of matches together. Um, uh, I would say that the the heated rivalry that we're in uh, probably started maybe about a, a year ago, I would say, from now. And, uh, yeah, the guy is psychotic. He's crazy. And you can't get away from the guy. But uh, it's all boiled down to a steel cage match. And, you know, looks like I'm going to have to – you know, do what I've always done anytime that me and Mike have gotten in the ring, and that's beat him. And, um, you know, continue on with my, what, 1,500-plus-day reign and, uh, you know, beat Kevin Bennett, basically. <laughs> so as you as you and Joel mentioned, you've had this title for over 1,500 days. And what has it been just holding the title for, for that long and being basically the, the face of, of Smash, representing the company as the champion for – in over 1500 days. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's a long time, 1500 days. It's crazy to even say that because, yeah, I've been wrestling in, I started in Smash in 2015. So I believe I won the championship in 2019. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I've, I've obviously held it all the way through the pandemic. Um, yeah, it's been a really long, long time. Uh, and I mean, it's fitting. I mean, everybody, <laughs> I don't know what the people, you know, think of me at this point. They're just like, Jesus Christ, like this guy, you know, um, every month, you know, Kevin Bennett, he just went in, just doing his thing with his uh, stupid cronies. And, you know, like, they, I don't know if people ever think anything is ever going to change. And I'm sorry to break it to you guys. It probably won't. I'm probably going to hold this thing for the rest of my life. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You've, you've held the title, yeah, since June 2nd, 2019, the day after my birthday. So uh, yeah. keep that up, please. Don't don't lose that title because then I got to say that it ended, you know, that that far off. You can't lose it to Psycho Mike. If you're going to lose it to anybody, you can't lose it to that guy. That's true. And you and Psycho Mike have had a match for that championship mm-hmm. back uh, in, in January. So what's going to change now? Obviously, still Cage is a big difference. But uh, Psycho Mike, he's, he's a big dude. He, he does call his spots audibly, especially that, uh, that body slam. Who wants to see one? So what's, what's the plan going into a Steel Cage match with a guy like Psycho Mike? Well, uh, Psycho Mike, obviously, he's un- unpredictable because he's a psycho. But I think that, you know, the cage definitely helps. Um, you know, definitely the stakes are raised a little bit here. But uh, like I said, I don't know if you guys saw, I, I came out with a, a music video promo um, uh, just about last week. And I said that I'm going to have to show the psycho that I'm a psycho. So, you know, you put me in the cage 
you know, the remix is going to have to do things that he probably has never even thought before. So, you know, we'll just see what type of man I turn into once I get into the steel cage. Joel has asked a lot of questions about Psycho Mike. I'm going to ask a question about Matt Cardona, who you have faced. You lost to him, and then you beat him. So a double title change on the same night. What was it like working uh, with Matt Cardona? Yeah, Matt Cardona, great. Um, Everything was just smooth, smooth as butter, basically. Um, You know, great guy. Uh, Just definitely like the type of talent that, you know, I just had perfect chemistry with. Um, I would wrestle that guy over and over again every day of my life, basically. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome experience, obviously, since I've, you know, I've been watching him since, you know, I was a kid, basically. So uh, really awesome experience. Besides, besides uh, get more merch, because I feel like Matt Cardona shares that piece of advice with everybody. Did he share any other advice with you that you could share with Joel and I? Um. Trying to think. Oh yeah, I remember him saying that um, it, it it was basically tied in with the merch thing that you brought up. But he 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 was basically telling all the wrestlers that like there's no reason that you shouldn't be out um, like talking to fans, meeting with fans like before the show. Like it doesn't matter if you're like first match on the card or whatever. Like every single wrestler that's on the show should be showing their face prior and engaging with people and. You know, that sat with me because there's been so many times where, you know, I'll be like first on the card and, you know, I'm I'm not out there. I'm not talking to people or whatever. And I'm like, you know, he's right, though. I mean, we should. I mean, that's how you, you know, that's how, how you do this and, and progress. And that's how you get your name out there and connect with people. So that stuck with me, you know. Five years ago, you uh, had a, a WWE match. You were on SmackDown. You faced Andrade Almas. Talk to me about the experience, uh, not just uh, just doing live TV, but also facing Andrade. Uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, trying to think we had like tryout matches earlier in the day. And I guess I was the guy that, um, they liked the most per se for, for this match. Uh, yeah, really, really cool experience because I've always wanted to, you know, wrestle on TV obviously, but working with him was, uh, it was, it was really cool, but also like, like there were there were moments like where I couldn't like r- really understand him I guess, uh, but like we also had like an agent with I believe we had like Dean Malenko with us at the time, and uh, uh, he was kind of doing like all the you know communicating and whatnot. Uh, I think that was like the only thing I was like kind of scared about I guess because like I remember we were going over some things and then like there was like miscommunication at some point and like we had to go up in like a couple minutes so I'm like oh god I hope like it's not like there was too much really to remember but it's like you got to remember you're on tv in front of you know millions of people so it's just it's nerve-wracking no matter what but you know once we got out there like like I remember the bell ringing and I just totally forgot that it was even you know, WWE TV, it was just like, once the bell rings, it's like, you're just kind of back in, you know, you're just a wrestler. <laughs> but then like, after the match is over, I was like, Oh my God, this was sweet. You know, the referee is like, you all good, man. Oh, that was fucking awesome. And blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so uh, it was a cool experience. He, he was really cool. Yeah. Fun times. Did you get any other uh, praise or or just anything else from from backstage when you got back there i know you said the ref was like that was awesome but did anyone else give you any uh, feedback 
yeah, a bunch of people came up to me. Um, I remember when I came back in through Gorilla, uh, Vince McMahon waved to me and, and said, thank you. And I thought that was like one of the coolest things. <laughs> um, yeah, a bunch of people like came up to me, like uh, they complimented my selling. So like little side story, um, they, I think they were thinking about changing um, Andrade's finish at the time. And I, from what I heard, he, uh, I think it was like maybe the, the, the local talent that he wrestled the week prior. Um, I guess they just didn't like the, the way that the DDT looked on that guy. So like they were probably just going to scrap the move. So they actually had me uh, take the move like, I don't know, four or five times before the match. And I just remember them being like, oh, my, because I just basically just plan on my my head, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I just remember people going, man, that looks amazing. Like, you do that on television. It's like, it's going to be golden, you know? So, you know, sold it the exact same way that I did um, when we practiced it, like, five times. And, yeah, that's what they just kept saying afterwards. Like, man, you made him look like a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. Um so I felt good. And I remember somebody telling me to like stand aside and I hear these stories all the time, like stand aside, man, somebody's going to come and talk to you. And you know, anybody you talk to that hears something like that, it's like, Oh my God, I'm getting a contract. Like this is it, you know, but nobody ever ended up talking to me or anything. Um, which really isn't a surprise, but, but yeah, it, it was cool for like a good half hour after the match. And then, yeah. Joel, Joel mentioned uh, WWE and, you know, you wrestled in front of front of an audience there. AW, you were there for Dark and that was in front of nobody or limited capacity at, at uh, Daly's Place. What was that experience like in AW? Yeah, that was really strange, uh, obviously, because of the pandemic. So, um, you know, just like all like the COVID testing and like all the, you know, paperwork that you had to bring and um you know, strange times, obviously. And I've never, I mean, the last time I wrestled in front of absolutely like nobody, basically, was when I used to like backyard with my friends. And uh, so it, it gave me, you know, yeah, vibes from, you know, like childhood almost, because it was like, it's not like you weren't wrestling in front of nobody. Obviously, you know, the other wrestlers were, you know, ringside, like being fans. So I mean, that was cool. But it's like, you know, um, it obviously would have felt a lot different had, you know, we've been in an arena with thousands and thousands of people. Um, but yeah, it was, it was still a very cool experience, you know, just to see how they operate and everything. And um, yeah, it, it's still a really awesome experience. Buffalo brothers continue to have uh, a lot of AEW impact. One of them is weekly when Daniel Garcia comes out, you wrote, produced and performed Daniel Garcia's current AEW theme. Talk to me. We're going to talk about your music career, but talk to me about putting this song together because uh, DG's had a, a few different themes. How did we get to this one and you being the guy? Obviously, you two have a, a, a very strong relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've made uh, a couple of his, his theme songs, like, you know, for the independent circuit. And um, I think he just he looked at me like a guy that he could trust, obviously. Um, you know, he knows that I'm decent at what I do, but I think he wanted like a particular style theme song. And I think that, you know, what he was getting at the time, um, not that his theme songs were bad by all means, but I, he has like a music, a taste in certain music, you know, like drill music, 
uh, loves like reggae tone, things like that. So I think, you know, since we're obviously so close, you know, me and him, he could tell me and show me things like that he actually, you know, enjoys or, uh, you know, is into. So basically what I did is like, he, he told me that I think I had like a week to do it basically. Cause I think somebody made him a theme song. It didn't work out. And, you know, the clock was ticking. So it's like, all right, man, like, can you do this before, you know, dynamite uh, the next week? And I'm like, absolutely. And, um, I'm pretty decent musically under pressure, at least I think. Uh, but yeah, he gave me a bunch of examples and stuff, you know, like Pop Smoke and Bad Bunny and things like that. So, and I know Daniel because I've been on like countless car rides with them and all the music that we listen to. So, um, yeah, what I ended up cooking up for him worked and he showed it to everybody. Everybody loved it. And um, it, it's cool because like the, the, what is it? The reactions that the fans have of it now, as opposed to when they first heard it, it's like so much stronger, so much more positive feedback. People are really liking it, searching it. So it's really cool to see, you know. Uh, before we, we get into your music career, which I know Joe wants to talk about, I do want to ask about being in the ring with Walter and what it is like to be hit by that man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that match. Uh, yeah, that was mind-blowing that I even um that, that match even happened honestly uh yeah really I, I just remember the building being extremely hot that day so it was just like the match was it was a good match like I enjoyed it but I just remember just being totally drained afterwards just because of how hot it was in there and then also you're wrestling Walter but um you know I was scared going into the match because of the the chops and what he's known for but I think I'm surprised. I think I only took maybe like maybe two chops at most. Um, and I'm still alive. So it's like, you know, it wasn't, you know, I guess as, as bad as I thought it was going to be, but, um, but yeah, man, wrestling Walter, the, it's cool that you brought it up because sometimes I'm like, man, like that was an awesome match to have, you know? I was, you shared... I was at that match. I was at that show. Oh, you were there? Yeah. I was there. <laughs> it, I was, it was, was hot in there, man. It was yeah. super hot. Yeah, I was parked at that venue because that was SummerSlam weekend in 2019. And I was myself and, and Sean Ross Sapp, we basically lived in that venue for, for a few days. So yeah, hell of a match. I, I do recommend people going out and finding the match between you and Walter. Yeah, thank you. You've shared the ring with, uh, you know, a lot of top, top names. Uh, Walter, obviously, being one of them. Dark Order, Speedball Mike, ba- Speedball Mike Bailey. You've teamed with Kevin Blackwood, who's one of my favorites uh, out there right now. Daniel Garcia, Joe Gacy, who people say Joel Pearl looks like Joe Gacy. Is there a name that where when you were in there with him, you thought like, all right, this, I, I've kind of made it. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm really good at this being in here with this guy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, once I started wrestling in uh, Smash, like, 2015, that's when, like, you know, I was just being fed, like, you know, top talent after top talent. So, um, you know, I've always been kind of hard on myself, like, basically anything, you know, music-wise, personal life, uh, wrestling, and things like that. So I've always had, like, the reassurance from other people, like, man, you're really good, you know, you can hang with anybody, basically, and you know, I've, over the years, I've come to, you know, really uh, notice that about myself, that I 
can basically get in the ring with just about anybody, you know? And um, I think that that's really what a wrestler, what every wrestler should strive to be. Not saying everybody should be like me, but, you know, if you can wrestle anybody, like any type of style, I think that you're doing pretty good for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, just as, you know, the more, um, you know, guys I've wrestled, obviously, in the back of my head that I'm like, man, I used to watch this guy when I was a kid or, um, you know, this guy's traveling everywhere. Like, uh, you know, you definitely get like a more like confidence, I guess, you know. So, yeah, I've definitely like reached that point, I would say 2015 on. So, I yeah, I basically feel like I could wrestle anybody and have a, a pretty good match with them. So let's go from from 187 Thugs opening to 3-6 Mafia, opening for Aaron Carter, creating the Pokemon rap. Let's talk about your music career. You're, you're, a, bit, you're, you're a rapper, dude. You are a musician. What, what got you in there and what keeps you driven creatively to keep uh, performing and keep creating? Uh, yeah, so, man, I would like to say that I got into music around the time that I did, uh, that I became a wrestling fan, basically. So that's like eight years old, you know, maybe. So, like, my older brother was really big into hip-hop. And, uh, you know, his older brother influence definitely like rubbed off on me. So ever since then, I don't know, I just had this like um, obsession with um, like creating. Like I always used to draw as a kid, you know, I I liked just the idea of creating anything and just calling it your own basically. So um, I just remember, yeah, nine, 10 years old, uh, once I got a hold of the internet, basically just... um, you know, would research on how to like record things or, you know, just the whole process of like making music. And, um, you know, I never dropped it, uh, just ended up doing more and more research every year, got better and better, you know, never went to school for it or anything like that, all self-taught. And, um, yeah, eventually I ended up doing shows. I think once I, I was, uh, I would say maybe about 18 or no, yeah, probably about 18, started doing like live rap shows and things. So it's like I was doing wrestling shows and rap shows. And I, I just, you know, I was super busy like all the time. If I didn't have a wrestling show on the weekend, I was doing a rap show. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I it, it's basically just been a big journey of me. And the way that I look at it is just I just I keep just progressing and progressing, um, trying to learn more about mixing, mastering. And I just want to be that guy that um can take pride in basically doing it all himself uh with you know no help from anybody else basically (laughs) uh it's it takes a lot of time obviously and it's taken me years to get to the point that i'm at now but it's been a a blast and you know i i love making music so joel and i've had uh alex hammerstone on before and he also kind of does music and wrestling so two part of question on this of one he was telling us about the the parallels to wrestling and music careers so i would like to know your thoughts on the parallels and two uh influences in music because i am a a hip-hop fan myself a fan of rap and so uh, i want to know your influences when it comes to that genre yeah absolutely yeah like with um it's cool because like, I mean, I, I had started wrestling before um, I started doing live hip hop shows. So I remember doing my first show. It was like, um, you know, I, I was a natural at it. Basically. I just remember, you know, there was a lot of people there and I just remember getting up and like, you know, trying to get the people going. I just felt like I was at a wrestling show. Basically it's basically like the same thing to me, at least the same feeling, same adrenaline, like, 
um, uh, it just felt very natural to me. But um, yeah, like as far as influence and th- influences, um, definitely. I mean, just like New New York style uh, hip hop music. Like that's what I listen to a lot now. Is like a lot of you know, like nine, 90s um, New York hip hop. And uh, one of my biggest influences, and uh, there's some people that like laugh at me for it, but it's like, I really don't care because it was definitely my childhood. But like 50 Cent was like a big deal for me. <laughs> Love 50 Cent. Like that man, um, you know, obviously a good rapper, but, you know, made so many hit songs, man. Like so many moments in my childhood. And I just always wanted to be like him. <laughs> So when I started making music, like it was basically like I thought I was like a, you know, sixth grade version of 50 Cent, basically. So, uh, yeah, but it, New York style rap like, I, I, you know, so like Jay-Z, Rakim, you know, like all, all those, you know, New York rappers. That's just like my bread and butter, basically. Nas, Biggie, all those guys, Any, anybody like anybody who's making fun of you for liking 50 Cent, I I <laughs> I, I don't understand that at all. Like that, that that's well, crazy. I guess, to me because, I guess because like he's, he wasn't really looked at as much of like a, you know, lyrical, I guess, rapper. I mean, if you, if you want to compare him, like, I guess you wouldn't put him in like a, a top five, like rappers of all time. Right. But I mean, I just thought he had it all, you know? So I, I thought he was the coolest thing ever. The songs were amazing. The raps were really good, you know, but, and you know, there, I've heard that from like just you know the hip hop like connoisseurs basically that you know. Look, if they, if you understand the the lyricism part of it, if you were not influenced by Get Rich or Die Tryin' in some way, like as a, as a hip hop fan, as, as a music fan, as a musician like Joel, then I I have no idea yeah you know, what what you're talking about because that is one of yeah. the influential albums of all time. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, every song is a banger. Every I I just went to a Fifty Cent concert the other day. <laughs> It was right. it's his final lap tour, man. Yeah, so like, oh, I had to be there, and it was a blast. So, uh, in other interviews, this is my this is my last question for you. In other interviews, you talked about fatherhood, and and I'm a dad too. My my son is 16 months old. Christian Cage once talked about you know his daughter at the time was one and was being a daredevil, so that's what you know she got from him. My son unfortunately looks a lot like me, so that's what he's got going for him. Uh, <laughs> with with your kid, what are you seeing uh, as she grows that? you know not only are you learning as a father but like what has she inherited from you because i know at one point you talked about the artistic side maybe being part of that yeah yeah definitely well so my whole family basically just calls her my twin because like we look alike (laughs) and she doesn't look much like mom unfortunately i mean i see little bits and pieces but she's mostly me um growing up like i mean she definitely has like the like she just loves like um, music is one big thing because she's always there seeing me. She's helped, helped me make songs before. I mean, that's all she's really been around, you know, with me. But like, even if she's watching, you know, movies or, you know, TV shows and things like that, she just loves the, um, like reenacting, like doing theatrics and like singing. And um, like, I've even put on, um instrumentals you know that i've made she'll ask me to just to put beats on with no vocals and she freestyle sings basically and comes up with like you know melodies i mean what she's saying obviously doesn't make sense because she's not shy of five years old but um there's been times where she's come up with melodies that i'm like 
that sounds really good. Like, I think I'm going to have to throw that. And I'll literally use like a melody that she's come up with on one of my, my songs. So I don't know if she's going to be, you know, like a dancer or, you know, a singer or, you know, maybe a rapper or just anything that has to do with like performing. Cause she's very, yeah, she's like very, um, she likes to entertain people, I guess. So yeah, I mean, she's a lot of me. You know, she's got a lot, of, like a little bit of her mom in there, but I think I'm taking over when it comes to this kid. <laughs> Kevin, thank you for joining Joel and I. Uh, Joel and I today on the show. We really appreciate it. Let everybody know where they where they can find you at. Yeah, all over social media, um, Twitter. Uh, I go by the Kevin Bennett. Um, yeah, you can find me obviously Twitter, Instagram, uh, on Facebook, but I'm really on uh, YouTube. It's um, uh, YouTube. I'm killing it on there right now. So, uh, you can also find me Spotify, Apple music, all my music and whatnot on there. So definitely, um, you know, follow, follow all those pages, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube. I have songs coming out every month. Uh, that would help me a lot. And yeah, that's about it. Go find Kevin everywhere. He mentioned, and also see him in the ring on August 20th in London, Ontario, at the London music hall. He's going to take on cycle Mike in a steel cage match for the smash wrestling championship at Super Showdown 8. Until then, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank, thank you, you guys so much. Appreciate yeah. it. Enjoy the day. Thanks, you too. There we go. Kevin Bennett. That was a great, Joel, that was, great chat. That was, that was a good job, Joel. Kevin Bennett was great. It was a good book, Joel. Well, as always, I have to uh, put over our pal Steve, who uh, Steve Argentaro, who uh, helps us out and gets us jazzed and psyched and ready for these with uh, some talent that are joining smash shows greek town wrestling shows uh femme fatale shows you 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 want it we got them so there you go canadian indies we got it it's not it's not all spencer love up in this although we do enjoy spencer too he's pretty all right joel we do love spencer love killing me jeremy lambert l joel Merico. is really that. good that was good i do I, I listen i take back what i said about it being a hate crime chi town spurs were okay <laughs> And Louis V saying a little bit of Joel. Yeah, a little bit of Joel. A little butt of Joel. I, I, I don't know about little butt. It's, it's pretty. Anyway, uh, there you go. So Kevin Bennett, we're looking forward to that, uh, that Smash Wrestling show. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt real quick, and then we got to pivot onto our all-in stuff. Uh, Fifa Select had the report. Bray Wyatt is uh, getting closer to clearance after almost six months out. Uh, Jeremy, it's a lot of good news uh, coming out of this Bray Wyatt stuff. I know for a long time people were saying, hey, where, you know, where's Bray? What's going on with Bray? There were stories about what was going to happen you know, with Eric Young once he left WWE. There were stories about Alexa Bliss, too, before she, was, uh, before she announced that she's pregnant uh, and going on maternity leave, that they were going to all work together along with Uncle Howdy, and they were going to do this big storyline, yada, yada. Everything kind of flew by the wayside, starting with Bray's... Uh, illness and then moving on to everything we just mentioned uh how are you feeling this is uh it's pretty good news but also it's going to change some uh, some stories in wwe potentially when he comes back we don't know when there were conversations about september in terms of creative but obviously nothing is set in stone until bray is 100 cleared joel the biggest thing from this is bray's health and you know sean said it was career life threatening none of that is is good then the biggest thing is that he is actively recovering and he's hopefully past the the absolute worst of it um 
I think people know I like Bray Wyatt. I, he pops me as far as what he does on screen. Uh, I really enjoy whether, whether it's good or bad. I, I enjoy the creativity that that's put into it. I enjoy some of the, the hokiness of it, even when it's maybe not supposed to be hokey. I look forward to his return whenever that happens. But I, I hope, and I don't think they will, based on everything we've kind of heard and read, it doesn't seem like they are. They're being cautious with things. He's being cautious with things. And I, I hope they just continue with that. Whenever he's ready, I, I look forward to, to seeing him back, but I don't need, I don't want him back uh, until he, he is fully ready, Joel. Yeah, and, and on top of that, you know, he is he's a husband, he's a father, he's got a lot going on outside of wrestling. It'd be nice to see him back at work, but at the same time, we uh, we have to take his health as the number one concern. And as long as he is, as long as he's feeling better or on the mend, that's all that matters. And we we do wish him well. Um, what let's say he comes back, Eric Young is gone. Alexa Bliss is on maternity leave. This whole story and this creative idea that had been pitched is now up, gone, not happening. Where do we go? Do we just recast these people and then? I mean, Alexa Bliss is kind of not someone you want to recast because the hope is that she does come back. But of course, you know, once you have a kid, your timeline for return is really whenever you're feeling comfortable and confident to return uh, on top of you just made a human. You just created a human. You got to make sure that human stays around for a long time. So how do you uh, how do you handle the Bray Wyatt return? Who does he go after? Who does he pair with? Do we just pick up the Bobby Lashley story and it's Bobby and uh, and Uncle Howdy? Sorry, uh, not Bobby. It's uh, Bray. There's a lot of bees here. <laughs> B- There's Bray and Joel, Bo. Get your words together, Joel. No, Bray and Bo, aka Uncle Howdy, uh, going against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits potentially. Uh, what do you think? Where, where can we go uh, storyline wise if and when Bray comes back? Well, Joel, you mentioned Alexa Bliss, who is still with the company, but is she? I think she's due in December. Like, I, I I've, uh, I, I, I don't. I, Joel, I can't get my words together. Um, See, now you know how it feels, Jeremy. Jeez, Jeremy, you should probably get your words back together, Jeremy. Joel, I agree. Uh, <laughs> Joel, she's due in December. You know, how long she's going to take after that, who knows? Some people want to come back sooner. Some people want to wait a little while. People online are going to try to rush her back. She'll be back in January for the Rumble surprise. Doesn't work like that. Uh, you know, you, you've had a, a pregnant wife. My wife has is given birth as well. We have pregnancy experts on this show. I don't think she's coming back. Like, mania is earliest earliest for like an actual like in-ring return maybe she gets on screen i don't know but i feel like mania would be earliest for any type of physical return you mentioned eric young who's going along with the company remember the righteous were supposed to be part of that as well that was the big thing is that vincent and dutch were supposed to be part of that and now they're in roh so like they're probably not anywhere thought of this i don't think you can like fully recast this thing because you were picking those guys to play specific roles and they're just not there aren't a lot of like kind of performers out there that can do those roles to that level i don't think and there was obviously like i assume bray had a lot of input in the people he wanted i don't think he's gonna be like all right well my first second third options are gone give me my fourth fifth sixth options like is that what he wants to do with everything i i I don't know you do you think do we think that like the white rabbit stuff was a big hit last year you let's not fool ourselves into thinking this thing was not like a giant hit 
when it came to him. Do we think that they try to do some viral thing um, to, to kind of build up his return again? Or would that be diminishing returns? Because they just did that last year, Joel. And if they do try to go with a viral thing, like, yeah, what what actual character does he play? Because we saw him, the, the last time we saw him on, on TV, he was working with Uncle Howdy and, and that whole thing. And that wasn't fully for me. But like him, Bray, he, there was, he tried to show a truthful side to him and to talk about certain things. And now with the, with the health issues, does he go more of that route with things? Do we see a more truthful Bray with everything? Or do they kind of still play that, but here's Uncle Howdy, here's a, the, the voice inside of his head, Joel? I really hope, first of all, that they get a handle on the storytelling for Bray Wyatt because they did the LA night stuff. Yeah. And after that, really honestly going into it, that just every promo that Bray cut wasn't very good. They, they did the, reveal. There, you. they did the reveal. They did the first promo, which was very good. The, uh, the, I'm, I'm trying to be serious or I'm trying to pour my heart out. And then they started to introduce uncle howdy out of it. There was just a lot of like a lot of great, great ideas and not so great execution going on. There's a lot of campy stuff, which honestly I think a lot of people enjoyed to a certain degree, myself included all that into consideration a viral campaign to bring him back. I don't think would be the right play. I would rather you can do a, a, a whodunit to bring him back, but it also depends on what character you're getting from Bray once he comes back. Because he has A, so many to pick from. B, he could pick a completely new one or a different one. And C, is he going to have a new group of people? Like you said, like he probably said, I want this, 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 and this person to work with me. And that's that. What if he just kind of throws his finger in the air, runs around three times and says, nah, give me the schism. And then all of a sudden you've got Joe Gacy, GYV, and uh, and, and Ava, the, the the Rock's daughter, as as the new Wyatt family along with Bo, Bo and Bray. Maybe that's what you do. But I do think that once they know, they'll have a little bit more time to sit and and by know, I mean know that Bray is healthy enough to come back and, and ready to go, that they'll start, you know, building around Bray and his return. Uh, and I know people are saying GYV is leaving soon. Well, we, we don't know that because may, they may have said that they're leaving, but then you've got Dave and the Observer saying, eh, it's actually 2024 and not October of this year. So who knows? Anything can happen between now and then. They may have made a decision, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they uh, can't just sign something all willy-nilly if they're, uh, you know, incentivized. Joel, what about Karrion Cross? Sure. Karrion Cross has said he wanted to work with Bray. He's praised Bray. Karrion Cross is a... Uh... He's around. He's 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 doing things in the company. I, you know, it's been a year since he returned, and he got off to kind of a hot start, attacking McIntyre as part of the Roman segment, and then he he had the feud with McIntyre, and basically everything since that feud is there. Just hasn't been a lot. I feel like he's tried. I feel like in certain aspects they've tried. A lot of it hasn't hit. A lot of it hasn't caught on. A lot of it's been very short-lived. Like, I don't think he's had a big pay-per-view match 
since the the McIntyre stuff, right? Like he was in that Slim Jim Battle Royal, and I didn't recognize him. I was like, who is this person? I know the hair kind of throws me off a little bit, but I'm like, what is happening here? Like Karrion Cross is is somebody who, and I know it's not going to be for everybody, and I understand that, but for for Cross, I feel like that might be a a, a good play because he ain't doing a whole lot elsewhere yeah it's true cross isn't doing much someone had uh i had put pointed this out on twitter the carrying cross story does cause change within the talent that he fused with in wwe this is from i can't believe i have to say this live on the air slap a bro underscore wwe on on twitter they mentioned that he took away drew's temperament because drew betrayed sheamus with ease right after their their feud with Karen cross and then he took away madcap mouse's joy there are no more jokes and now madcap is back to being riddick moss he took away Rim mysterio's patience because the week after race spent this whole time saying no i'm not gonna hit my son i'm not gonna hit my son he hit his son and then he took away nakamura's honor because nakamura then turned heel and next thing you know you've got nakamura going after the world heavyweight championship there's a lot of tiktok here and i don't think that wwe I, I think they stumbled into a lot of this i don't think this was planned but i think now that it's been pointed out and it's gotten some traction there is a chance that they start kind of in, you know working on that and, and building off of that that being said that sounds a lot like a certain fiend character used to do when he would match up with people. He would change them. So your idea of pairing up Karen Cross and uh, and Bray, it's not far fetched. It would work. It would just have to be more than just oh, if you face off against these guys, you become a changed man. You'd have to figure out what that looks like. Joel, I want to correct you. You have lied again. No, uh, I, I assume. You did actually. Uh, I assume you you saw a chat from earlier, and this is why I tell you don't actually check out the chat, Joel. Dave, I don't think anywhere said that Dyad are their expiration is is 2024 in the Observer, which I have pulled up right now. It is the belief is that uh, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, the Dyad, are still leaving when their contracts expire. The expiration date is 10:14, so October 14th. I know somebody in the chat said that Dave said it was 2024. This is why don't listen to the chat, Joel. Joel, Joel, I told you not to listen to the chat. So I want to put the correct information out there that it is still, Dave has said October. We have said October. The dyad have said October. So mm-hmm. maybe listen to them. Um, yeah. is, go ahead, Joel. Nah, that was my, that was my one comment. Nah. Okay. All right, Joel. I just want to, you know, make sure we're, we're presenting factual. We can't have Joel. We can't have you like my mom on here lying that Charlotte Flair won at SummerSlam when Charlotte Flair did not win at SummerSlam. Well, she did because she didn't hit the pin, right? We well, about- I agree. I so here's here's a funny story. Uh, maybe funny. I don't know. But Joel, uh, I think my mom, who like only keeps up with wrestling through my Twitter, uh, I think she saw my tweet that like Charlotte was the only person who didn't lose uh, at SummerSlam. And so she deduced that Charlotte won in that match. So you're the liar is what we're getting at. You caused. Joel, I didn't, I didn't lie. False information that led to your mom believing that Charlotte won the match. Joel did, did Charlotte lose at SummerSlam? She was not the winner at SummerSlam. She did not walk out with the women's championship. My mom needs a media literacy class if she is going to make assumptions here that oh charlotte didn't lose she must have won my mom needs to do a better job of not taking my tweets 
all that serious because my mom will Joel, my mom will like message me and think like I'm getting fired or that I have like legitimate heat with people. Well, yeah, she was a co-loser. Exactly. So you spread that. Well, she didn't get pinned. And you upset your mom. Joel, she didn't get pinned. Joel. You gave your mom uh, as far on the carry and cross thing. I saw, I saw this. Uh, I saw it on Reddit, actually, Joel. The, the same thing of like, oh, it changes people and blah, blah, blah. Like, it seems like a very, hey, we, we talked about this uh, the other week of like, fans like to theorize things to help it make sense in their head that the actual companies don't put any actual stock in. Uh, and it can, you know, maybe they should. Maybe they should be like, yeah, we thought this all along. Like, the fan theories are amazing. I got to give like all these fans credit if they can theorize this stuff in their head of like, look, it all makes sense. It's like, yeah, I mean, look, if you want it to, but does the company think that? Probably not. Should they? Maybe it'd be good continuity. Here's, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch, Joel. Joel, you ready for this pitch? Karen Cross, Bray Wyatt, the fiend. I love the fiend, by the way, he ruled. The fiend is like the monster they unleash. Like uh, you, you face Cross and and Bray in like a tag match or whatever, but then the Fiend is like their monster that they just unleash. Joel, have you seen uh, Wednesday? Joel, have you seen this where like it's normal person, but at at night, like this giant monster, like kind of comes out and stuff, and it's just completely different. That's what the Fiend is. That that's what we that's what we need. I like dynamite. Wednesday night when the monster comes out, that's dynamite, right? Joel, Wednesdays? huh? What we monster comes out on Wednesday, Joel? You, you said Wednesdays, and Wednesdays are dynamite night, so I assume the, that Wednesday night is dynamite. So the, the you're using the monster is is dynamite. Dynamite is a monster. Joel, it's the fiend, not dynamite. I don't know. You're talking about this big person who's going to come out and and beat up people as the fiend. What if it's just abyss? Joel, that actually rule a best kind of rules. Love that to happen. Joseph Park, if you're listening, and I know you are because all the producers listen to this show, we need a best back right now. No, no more hanging out with AJ Styles. No more being his advocate on talking smack during the pandemic. We need a best back just once. Joel, we got a super chat from Kim Gray who says, Bray's return last year turned my son into a detective. He's 11 and was totally invested looking for clues everyone was like everyone that was like the joke right it's like wrestling fans cannot see this simple story in front of them but you give them a qr code and like they are all of a sudden the cia jeremy it was it was your wedding weekend i never forget this my wife and i went to the rock and roll hall of fame and we found the jefferson airplane jefferson starship whatever uh, part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it had all the white rabbit stuff you can ever imagine. And I said, Bray sent me here. And I took photos and I put it on the internet and I wanted the evidence and I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I was looking for clues. There's a little white rabbit uh, cannabis shop near my old place. And I said, Bray's sending me here. So I went to the little white rabbit cannabis shop and I don't remember what happened the next day, but it was probably pretty all right. Joel, we were out driving... The other day and we and came you across, saw a little white rabbit no we oh. came across this vape shop you, your cannabis shops uh maybe made, made me think of this the name and look i don't know how original this is but it popped me so much the name of this vape shop was planet of the vapes and i 
laughed so hard i was like that is genius the logo like looked like the planet of the apes like movie logo oh joel Joel, it was so good it was so good i want to go in there just to like shake their hand of like whoever came up with this like great job and i do wonder if they have like some like ape type paraphernalia because uh like i wouldn't i wouldn't buy it i don't do that but uh out of out of principle i'd take a picture and use it for social media engagement joel their C and D is going to be a mile long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get them in trouble, Joel. That wouldn't be good. That that, that would, would be good, Joel. No, it wouldn't. But anyway, the the Bray Wyatt stuff is, is encouraging, not just the news for the guy, but also you know it 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 shakes things up with uh, potential creative leading into the end of the year. And like you know, the summer months we're not going to lie; they're not always the most um, fun months to talk about wrestling. Sometimes it's a little boring, so it's nice to to have something new to talk about. Uh, every once in a while and this is uh, this is not only good news but this is also very encouraging news uh, on the bray wyatt front joel we'd like to wish our best to to bray wyatt uh, again the the most important thing is his health whenever he is back and ready to return i personally very much look forward to it i know we've pitched a lot of things the one thing we we did not pitch that i will forever pitch until the end of time bray and cody that's all I want, yes, baby. I'm into Give it. me Bray. Give me the Cody verse. That's all I want. Joel, I need Bray and Cody. Joel. I don't hate it. I want to see it. I want to see. I want to see Cody overcome spooky adversity. What would what would Bray do? Would it would like a flaming hot Doritos Inferno match? We've already done That's Inferno matches with them. What? Joel, they would need some type of like American corporate sponsor. Joel, my surprise guest is here. Joel, Joel, can you? All right, before we we bring the guest on, Joel, please confirm that my surprise guest is a female, and that I did not lie to the people, and that we do not, uh, we are not against women on this show, as the chat attempted to accuse me of. Joel, well, I can't speak for you, but I can say that I am very much for uh, supporting women, as as one does. And as one should, Jeremy, I can't speak to your, to your abilities. You, you just, you probably asked someone by searching Taylor Swift biggest fan on Twitter. And then here we are. Joel, Joel, just please confirm she's female. So the chat is not mad at me anymore. I, not that I care what the chat thinks, Joel, because the chat is being mean to me today. I'm not going to gender our, our guest until they are ready to. Anyway, Joel is gone off of this show. Folks, I promised a big surprise to speak about Taylor Swift, the greatest singer-songwriter of all time, and I'm delivering our pal, everybody's pal, Val Capone is here. Val! Hey! How are you? (laughs) Um, I'm so stoked, and also I have the worst internet ever, so I do apologize. Oh, um, no, I was going to enjoy just hanging out, but it's good to see you, Val. How are you doing? Hi, Joel. Oh, I'm so excited. Is everybody so stoked for 1989 Taylor's version? <laughs> I have a blue I, puppy. Joel is trying to change the background on the show. Just I was trying to get the three-person overlay. My bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked the uh, wrong one. Yeah. Um, no, you, I, you know, I'm very gender fluid, but if you want to say female, I'm down with that. Because, you know, my I typically use she, her pronouns. So thank you. Uh, yeah. And I can't believe I got called the internets or Twitters or whatever, Exeter's uh, 
biggest Taylor Swift fan. Yes. <laughs> no, you just you type it in there and it's right there. Uh, granted, you know, Denise Salcedo like blocked Jeremy Lambert a long time ago for that. But, uh, <gasps> no, you know. I love Denise. She's my girl. And I like I got to intro her at Warrior Wrestling and when she came out to Taylor Swift, I was like, this is how I know we're besties for realsies because we're both like Tay-Tay fans. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm wearing a bunch of bracelets, you know, one from just about every era. Yep. I love it. Even Sal- debut. I'm wearing 15 because when I saw her in Nashville, she played it and made me cry because, you know, like seeing her sing it to that massive crowd and knowing that when she was 15, writing that song there and watching her play it in this, I started bawling. You know, more, 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 more. Which, uh, which Nashville show did you go uh, to? Not the Rain show. I saw Night 2. I saw the very controversial Maddie Healy. Oh, but yeah, but also, you know, I got to see Phoebe Bridgers uh, do a duet with Taylor. So I blocked out the trashy Healy. I mean, Maddie Healy. <laughs> so... Val, what is your your favorite Taylor Swift era? Uh, the impending take it back, take back that power reputation era. Oof. Because now we got bad blood. Even though I'm also a Katie cat. So when that song came out, that that kind of hurt my soul. But you're yeah. friends now. I, it's good. It's it's all I good. Know. The, when the she triggers and yeah, yes. here's bad blood right here. <laughs> this was given to me by the sweetest mama. She was super baby. Oh, she was a mega babe. And her sweet little darling daughter gave me this lover bracelet. I was oh. wearing um, the outfit that I did ring announcing for um, Black Label Pro on Fight TV where <laughs> I had a glitch and I botched Josh Alexander's name, even though he's my bro. Way to go, Valfonts. Um, it was during all out, no, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing in Vegas. Duh, that's where I should live forever, by the way. Um, and I was wearing like this, like pink lame fringe dress, blah, blah, blah. So I wore that to Tay Tay because, duh, you know, Nashville fringe and pink lame. And I didn't have any bracelets to trade because I work like 75 hours a day and 85 days a week. And this little cute Cindy Lou who comes up to me and she goes, I love your dress. Can I give oh. you a bracelet? And so I, I melted, and she gave me this lover bracelet. She said, "You're in your wava era." <laughs> <laughs> and her mom was like, "Just let her give you a bracelet." Because I was like, "I don't have one to trade you. I'm, I'm a terrible Swifty. I'm so sorry." And she's like, "No, I just, I love your dress." And then her mom was like, smoking hot, and she was like, "There it I is." Th- I think you're a bad B, but she said the word, which I won't say because I don't want to demonetize you like I do every time I'm on Fightful Select. <laughs> it's it's oh. been an hour and some. You can say it. You're fine. No, I won't because I'm talking about Taylor Swift, Dr. Taylor fine. Allison Swift. Um, and so then she gave me a bad blood bracelet. So I wear them every single day. And yeah. <laughs> we can we can only curse in, in the name of Taylor Swift if we're talking Evermore or, or Folklore era. I'm an Evermore. I can't believe how many people trash that record. Like it hurts oh. my soul. Like Ooh, we gotta I'm, fight these people. I will murder them all, even though the <laughs> the person that I'm seeing reminds me on the daily, honey, no murder. I'm like, I feel oh. it's worth it. If they're trashing those albums, yeah. I, I feel I like it's justified. Any any jury in their right mind would, would let that's, you off. I mean, that's like a get out of jail literally free card. Like yeah. and I will pass go and collect two hundred dollars. Thank you very much. <laughs> But 
Yeah. So I'm an ever whore for life. Um, Reputation is my favorite album because brilliant, even though uh, prior to his <clears throat> very wrong things that I will not discuss because I'm a positive queen. Uh, Kanye was one of my favorite artists of all time. So that was very conflict for me as well. Um, but the fact that she was able to take the power back and like reclaim the, the hell storm that was thrust upon her because of something that very publicly like, all but ruined her life in a very heinous way. Could you imagine millions of people deciding like, I hate Taylor Swift party. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, like I'm used to people hating on me. That's fine. I don't care. Like if the worst part of my life is that somebody I don't even know is talking smack about me and telling me that I'm fat, I'm old, I'm ugly, I'm stupid. I'm not good at ring announcing. Oh, all she's doing is talking about blah, blah, blah. Instead of noticing the hurricanrana off the top rope or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Like, thanks. Commentary is very difficult. And if I don't notice every single subtle nuance, I'm sorry, please forgive me hate me in the comments it's fine I, I love my life and i'm having a good job i got hit i got hit by a semi and lived when i was a teenager i'm doing all right you know what i mean like i'm good but i couldn't imagine the entire world hating me and creating like the snake emoji trend but then like reclaiming that and putting out this amazing record of taking the power back also it's like a love letter to the person that she became a smitten kitten with during that era oh brilliant yes so I love the doctor. I love it's, her. It's amazing and like a little bit scary to me how people can leverage their fan base. Like it's, it's. I think it's amazing, but I think it's such a it's such a balancing act uh, to 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 harness that power. Yeah, I mean, she, and the thing is, I feel like I know that a lot of people hate on her for various reasons. Most of them, I can't understand but i try to have an understanding because everybody has the right to their opinion even if i don't agree with it to a certain extent right like if it's fueled by hate like in heinous ways like if you just don't like something that's one thing but if you hate somebody because of their gender identity race whatever then you're a freaking moron and please jump off a cliff do the world a favor but if you don't like somebody because you're not keen on their music or you just don't vibe that's your opinion whatever but like Taylor does so much good for the planet. Like quite literally she is pulling the U S out of a recession. Like what? Like who has done that? Also cruel summer came out years ago and is the number one hit. <laughs> like who does that? Every single city she goes to, she has donated uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I mean, well, I, sh I shouldn't say hundreds of thousands of dollars, most cities she's donated tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars to food banks. Like she just quite publicly, although it leaked, she didn't want to do it publicly because she is a very private person. She donated hundred, a hundred thousand. She offered, excuse me. She gave a hundred thousand dollar bonus to each of her truck drivers. Like tall dad, my father has been a roadie my entire life. He's like the king of all roadies. He's on a small tour right now with Ario Speedwagon and Tesla, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty cool. My dad just broke his neck in May and he's such a badass that he's like already on tour because he's an idiot. But, you know, that's why I work 75 hours a day. Right. Because that's where I get it from. But um, like she just gave hundred thousand dollar bonuses to truck drivers. Do you I mean, growing up as a roadie brat, it's a very lonely life being a roadie. And you don't get $100,000 bonuses. You don't even get 
the artists that acknowledge your presence. I mean, I was just having a conversation with somebody last night about another artist who's, I will not name because I don't like to be negative, but maybe the most famous vegan in the world. And we hate it when our friends become successful. Anybody that knows music may know who I'm referring to, who quite literally makes people turn and face the wall when he walks by. And I know this as fact because my family works in the industry. Taylor doesn't do that. She loves the, the crew. She learns their names. She knows their family's names. And she does that with her fans also. She secretly, until people put it on the internet now, she secretly pays off college debt, medical debt. She visits people in the hospital. I mean, she's, a, she's an angel. She's an angel, baby. I love her. Yes. Val Taylor is taking over the the wrestling world even this week we have mjf dropping a taylor swift line dropping a shake it off reference and then hours later we get the 1989 taylor's version announcement uh so first thoughts on mjf you know basically trying to trying to utilize taylor's name for for good as he is now a good baby face i guess and then i mean we got to talk about 1989 i mean you know, the devil himself has got to be a Swifty is what that says to me. And if if that doesn't tell you what an angel baby Dr. Taylor Allison Swift is, I don't know what does. And, <clears throat> you know, I feel bad for Roddy because I feel like he's definitely like, definitely has a Hello Kitty pillow. That's got to be a thing, which I support. I support. He bought it for his kid, damn it. Well, he may have, but also, I mean, Hello Kitty is, that's a great tie-in because Hello Kitty is from London. Like, I don't know if you know the lore of Hello Kitty, but quite honestly, she's a Londoner. Like, it's a true story. It came out a few years ago that Hello Kitty is a modern woman in London, which I was like, I thought she was a cat. But yeah, Hello Kitty's from London. So way to go, MJF. It's a tie-in to All In. And... (laughs) Uh, I love that he like try to say that Roddy is like the dweeb that's like, but also listening to Taylor Swift. Oh, and I love that my world not just collided, imploded, like universes slammed together when the entire audience started chanting, shake it off. So good. <laughs> and that's, uh, I work with Dreamwave and uh, that's my entrance music for Dreamwave. So I had chills when that the whole crowd started chanting, shake it off. I thought it was brilliant. And I mean, MJF is a destroyer of worlds on microphones. And so that the fact that he brought in Tay-Tay into the mix, perfection. I thought it was a brilliant promo and Roddy's reaction was ace. So, and Adam Cole, I mean, perfect. Yeah. Shake It Off is my go-to karaoke song as well. I, I feel like if you cannot, if you don't listen to that song and like cannot just get like hype and like ready to go and just start dancing, there's like kind of something wrong with you. Oh, agreed. And it it kind of became my impromptu for Dreamwave because I, as a ring announcer, I typically don't get entrance music like I did for Effie's Big Gay Brunch in Dallas. Effie was like, no, we want to have the whole pop for the whole crew. So all the people on mics are going to come out like you, J Rose, Pollo Demar. And so I was like, Oh, Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Like I just randomly pulled it out. <clears throat> I thought it would be fun for a Dallas crowd. Right. And I had like a leopard one piece with fringe, you know? Um, but I was like, just, I was making my debut with Dreamwave, And so I was trying to get myself hyped up and I was like, 
shake it off, especially since we just had the Tay quake, you know, in Seattle. And my friends that are Seahawks fans were like, well, we had the, the, you know, um, what was it called? Um, there was a Seattle Seahawks game, the playoffs that they had seismic action on the Richter scale of 0.3, which is pretty impressive that the Seattle Seahawks fans caused a 0.3 react on the Richter scale. Shake it off, caused a 2.3 takequake. That's insane. She caused an earthquake in Seattle. Can't be tough. No. <laughs> Come on, Joel. Come on, Joel. Support oh. women. <laughs> that was fine. Joel doesn't. This is what I'm trying to say. This is a, the chat oh. is accusing me. No, Jeremy yeah. supports women. Jeremy reached out to me. He immediately yeah. was like, "Yo, Valfonts," and I was like, "Ace, let's do this." The moment and- I saw, I woke up and I saw your tweet, and I'm like, "I gotta have Val on the show on on I Friday." I was stoked because I told Joel, I told Joel, Joel was like, like, "Oh, this is gonna be a 20 minute segment on the show." I was like, "No, Joel, this is gonna be a whole show. We're just gonna talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole show." But- So the best part, though, and I don't think I should say this because I feel like my DMs are going to be flooded with either hate or like, can you get me? The best part is I had to talk to Jeremy about scheduling around when the Toronto tickets. Oh, I have a code. I will completely out myself right now and and say like, yeah, I've already been like, please get me a a ticket. Like, please, I will. I'm going to do my best. I have like a very limited budget because, you know, I've been supporting uh, Tall Dad and I with uh, his broken neck he's back to working but for the past you know since may when he broke his neck it's just been me taking care of me and my 75 year old father so (laughs) my funds are very limited but i shot my shot and i put in for when the announcement of the second leg of um the eras tour uh which i had to wear specifically i just cut the sleeves off you guys (laughs) This is one of the many shirts that I bought, which is why I think I got approved for a code because I buy merch so often. <laughs> oh, man. I'm never going to own a house. <laughs> I unfortunately got waitlisted. What was that, Joel? So it's okay. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a big city. I'm never going to afford a house either. And I don't buy it. I know. Merch, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's part of it's because you'll notice, like, I had. You should see my house. I have. I mean, if you watch the indie that I did before the tornado tried to murder me, um, the end of it is like show and tell, where I'm just like, look at this, look at this, because I have so much <laughs> random merch. But it's really just for the people that I truly love. Like, China is one of my icons. I mean, she's my favorite wrestler of all time, and because uh, she means so much to me. So I have like a bunch of China merch that's like kind of hard to find. Some of it, and some of it, I just you know got off of the rack at target um but i have so much taylor swift merch and i buy a lot of it for my friends because i'm so appreciative that friends of mine uh who know that i love taylor swift like my amazing friend tara in florida she's a diehard swifty and she's also a fellow lady mark like we are always at wrestling we met at nxt when it used to be at full sale She's part of my like family of Floridians that I always go to shows with. And she's a diehard Swifty. And she and our friend MK, who works at Disney, we were at um, Nashville together. And then for Tara and I, we went to uh, Tampa Bay together. So, you know, like I try to like 
get her something. So I think I got her the water bottle, which is next to my Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. Hands. Cause I had to get two because I, you know, I can't just get one. You have to get two. Um, but like, so the Taylor water bottle is right there because when I travel, I try to bring it with me. So, yeah. I don't know. So if you need Taylor Swift merch, I got you covered <laughs> because then I'll get more approval codes because <laughs> I have a problem. I, I wish you all the luck in, in getting more tickets. I am dead serious <laughs> as I try to badger for a ticket for, for myself. I will immediately Dude, pay. If I, I can, I will. Like, I appreciate you. It's hard to get them in bulk. Like in Glendale, Arizona and one night in Chicago, I could only get a single. Uh, so like if I can get four, I'm going to shoot for four. But like at the end of the day, if I just get one, and Joel, it's for Toronto, so I'll come see you. I'll see you there. Joel has already given me I can stay at his place for this. So, oh, I mean, cool. maybe not after today's show, Joel. But yeah, it's there's a possibility that that's <laughs> Well, I'm, I missed the first part of the show because I was bartending last night trying to make oh, Tay-Tay money. You're better off. Just start at the 30-minute mark when uh, Kevin Bennett joins us. And then just go I, I listened to most of his interview. He's great. He He's is. amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, we got a lot of money from the first 30 minutes that's, that's, of today's wow. show. That's, that's wow. going to the Taylor Swift fund, Joel. I love the L Joel Narico. Yeah. <laughs> that was Joel A, Joel A, Joel A, Joel A. Val Joel appreciates a. this, Joel. That's really good. Turns out Val is part of this too. <laughs> Val, last one, uh, because we unfortunately do have to talk about other wrestling. Joel has made this a mandate today. He wouldn't let me just do a full-on Taylor Swift show. Do you see how I get treated on my Gross. own show? Because he doesn't yeah. support women. I, I do. It just there are other women we have to talk about as well. I know. Val, last one. Uh, and I know this is a very difficult, very difficult question, but favorite Taylor Swift song. oh yeah that's a good song i like that one that was on the if you if you whip read you got that one if you if your mic was uh your headphones were low you might not have heard that one so we won't repeat it (laughs) this is not fair this is tay tay's choice um okay so i'll say that how about i just say my favorite song live okay sure because it's hurt my soul and i've never not cried when i've seen it my tears ricochet. Oh, really? Oof. Oh, it's painful. Oh, oh, shoot. Did I botch that? Ah, okay. I wept during Ivy. I oh, saw it okay. in Cincinnati and I traded bracelets with this lovely lad outside. That was like, you're on your own kid is my favorite song off of Midnight's. And I really wanted to see it live, but it got ate up uh, Tampa night two. My girl Tara saw it. And um, uh, so, but from March 18th, I was praying to see, I was hoping to see Ivy or you're on your own kid. And every night I was like, Ivy, Ivy, Ivy. Cause also being a Wrigley kid, you know, growing up across the street from Wrigley field, working at Wrigley field for about 20 years now, Ivy is like such an important part of my being. And that song is so brilliant. And uh, I just utterly love it. And every real show, Ivy, 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 it never happened. And then Cincinnati was originally slated to be my last show. Now I'm going to Australia and hopefully Toronto. Um, and I saw this lad outside wearing an Ivy shirt in Cincy. And me and one of my besties stopped him. And we're like, we love your shirt. And I had an Ivy bracelet that had green. And I was like, 
And he's like, oh, girl, I love your Ivy bracelet. I was like, do you want it? And he's like, yeah, we could trade. What bracelet do you want? And he had like 80 of them. I was like, well, do you want to trade an Ivy for an Ivy? Do you have an Ivy? Because if we if we trade Ivies, maybe we'll get Ivy magic. And then she'll play Ivy tonight. And, you know, because that's how the possums and squirrels in my brain work. <laughs> and he was like, okay, girl, love you, girl. Hope we get Ivy, girl. And I was like, yeah, girl, yeah. <laughs> and... Erin Dettner is from Cincinnati. So Taylor did her sweet speeches as she always does. She chats with the crowd and she's so personable and kind. And she like lets us in as to what all the meanings of the songs are, which not a lot of artists do live. And Erin came out and the entire place went feral, just erupted, just went utterly mental. It was brilliant. And we got Ivy and I just started weeping. And my girl, Julie, who took me because I'm officiating her wedding, which will be my 13th wedding on October 28th, the day after 1989 gets released. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. My tears, Ricochet and Ivy. So that's it. Final answer. There it is. This is why I think Folklore and Evermore are two of her best, like songwriting wise. Absolutely. Just genius. But Reputation is my favorite record. Fair. I, I will always love Red and All Too Well. And then she released the 10 minute version, which is now my favorite song. But I will always uh, love Red. Red was actually how I fell into Taylor fandom because when I, I mean, I knew who she was and I was stoked. Like, for as a woman, like seeing other women do badass things, always, 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 right? So, uh, Young Prodigy, just killing it. Like, I like I enjoy country music. It's not my number one genre, but I'm not one of those people that's like, I like all music except for country. I like country music. It's fantastic. Like I loved Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Patsy Cline, Reba McIntyre, like of course Dolly, you know what I mean? Like, but I was like not super crazy into her debut album because that wasn't what I was doing at that time. But I was like, oh, she's great. And Mean is a great song, mine, you know, like. And then Fearless, like all that era was not what I was super into. Speak Now, I was like, oh, Haunted is brilliant. Speak Now is great. But that was not the music that I was super keen on at that time. And then Red hit and I was playing roller derby. And one of my teammates' names was Trouble Helix. And so I would always make mixes for the locker room to get my team hyped because I love music, right? It's my boombox. And... um then that's how I fell in love with Taylor Swift because we would all see trouble every day. And I was like, Whoa, she went from country to like dubstep. That's, that's so rad that she's like experimenting with new sounds and all too well was great. And I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal, what a jag off, you know? <laughs> um, and it was just cool. And then everything else fell into place where she started experimenting more and more. And yeah, folklore and evermore are just, utter brilliance we're we're gonna go on a this is gonna get us in trouble we're gonna go on a countrywide uh murder tour for people who do not like this album all right that's what we're gonna do yeah me and you we're yeah. gonna ever whore the universe <laughs> val thank you so much for for joining us good luck today uh in a couple of hours i'm sending you all the positive vibes all the love um and let everybody know where they can find you at. uh whatever it's called now but i think it's twitter i don't know it's right. at Val Capone. Um, and then on Instagram at Valfonts, it's like Alphonse, but with the V and, you know, you can see me at pretty much every wrestling show on the planet. Um, I'm either on the mic or in the crowd being a lady Mark Supreme and I will be at all in 
I'm so stoked. Me and a bunch of my girls will be there together. Uh, and I'll be at All Out because Chicago is my kind of town. Thank you so much, Val. Really appreciate you joining us again. Good luck. I I, I wish the best that, that you get tickets and somebody can can get tickets. I'm always happy with my friends get tickets, even though I get waitlisted. Very sad. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you. All right. Thanks, Thanks for having Val. me. Thanks, Val. Thank you. you Thanks so much for having me. Of course. There you go. I told you I had a good surprise, Joel. Joel, why didn't you believe me? Because you're hard to believe, especially today. (sighs) Joel. Joel, I had a good surprise. Give me me credit for my surprise, Joel. Anyway, so there was a really good surprise on Dynamite this past Wednesday. MJF and Adam Cole don't want to go just one time at All In. They don't want to have just the match against each other. Now they want to do... A tag title match, but not just the AEW tag titles. They don't want that. No, nobody wants those things, right? Uh, except for FTR and the Young Bucks. Instead, MJF and Adam Cole want the uh, Ring of Honor tag titles, Jeremy, which I know you're super stoked about because as we spoke of for weeks, hey, do you want to see some Ring of Honor titles featured on the show? It, it wasn't it, it wasn't a, a hint. It was a spoiler. So Zero Hour is going to potentially be MJF and Adam Cole versus potentially the United Empire. Uh, for the Ring of Honor tag titles. How do we feel? Do you think this is actually going to happen is probably the first question I should ask you. What do you think of that? Joel, I do not think we're going to get MJF and Adam Cole against Aussie Open. I, I don't. I do not think that, Joel. I think the kingdom will come into this match somehow. And I think the kingdom might end up, maybe the kingdom win, maybe Aussie Open win. Here's here's my two train of thoughts. All right, Joel. Here's my two train of thoughts. One, they may they add more teams because you don't want Adam Cole and MJF taking a pinfall when they're about to wrestle in the main event five hours later. That's not great. So you probably need another team in there to take that pinfall. But but I will say, and I'm not mad if they go this direction, Joel. I'm not mad if they go this direction. MJF and Adam Cole win the ROH tag team titles. They actually win these belts. And then they do the main event. They have their nice, fun main event. Whoever wins, wins. I assume it's MJF. But they're still friends. They're still friends who now will have to defend the ROH tag team titles. And then maybe a split kind of comes because MJF is like, they're doing these ROH titles. Why, why do we have these things? I ain't working... These ROH shows, what do Adam, Adam, Joel, what are we doing here? Hey, doing his name all. is Adam Cole, not Adam Joel. Adam Joel, baby. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joel, do it. Joel, go. Oh, Adam Joel, baby. Joel, do it. Come on. Come no. on, Joel. Come on. Anyway, so, MJF and Adam Cole, you think you're going to win the Ring of Honor tag titles and uh, not, and MJF's not going to want to work hypothetically Saturday nights on Thursdays. Yes, that, that is, but this is a way to keep them together, right, Joel? Because everyone thinks like a turn is coming and everything. I don't want like tag team partners who hate each other. I mean, maybe you do Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin kind of style when they were the tag team champions. Uh, that was like one of the rare times where it kind of sort of worked. But I, I don't want tag team champions who dislike each other because that typically just leads to, oh, okay, we're just going to lose to whoever or toss the belts down type of thing. But if you do want to extend this storyline to keep them as friends, having them as ROH tag team champions kind of works. And then you have like 
Roddy and the kingdom. And may, I don't know if Kyle's coming back anytime soon, but may, maybe you introduce other pieces to this and then they lose the ROH tag team titles at some point. And maybe that's when the Adam Cole turn actually comes or the, the MJF turn kind of comes again. We we've, we've talked about this a little bit just throughout the weeks is like, they have a lot of options on the table when it comes to this story and the way it can go. And they've given themselves more options by potentially booking them as ROH tag team champions. They have a lot of options on the table. Now, how they follow up on those options, how they actually put those options into play is what's going to matter here. Right, Joel? Yeah, it is. And I also, I don't love the idea of these two guys, Adam Cole and, and MJF, suddenly doing the uh, the zero hour and potentially, I don't know, just working working the open and working the close feels weird. I get that the, there's a joke in here about like MJF working all in. He's got to work the open. He's got to work the opening match because now he's working the closing match because he worked the opening match at, uh, at all in or he worked the zero hour, whatever they called it, the pre-show. Uh, that being said, there's 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 a risk as well that comes to this of having your main eventers perform in a tag match before the actual show. You trust that they'll work safe and all that, but like, you know, the it's in the back of your mind. You don't want to get hurt going into the main event of the biggest show, your biggest crowd you've ever had. Uh, so I don't know how I really feel about Adam Cole and MJF going for those tag titles in Wembley when they're about to do the world title match later on in the night. I think it's more likely that the kingdom capture the ring of honor tag titles uh, at one point, if not now, then maybe MJF and Cole face the kingdom and they do a switcheroo. Winner gets into the match against Aussie open. But then again, you, I know it goes back to your pinning your, your all out main event guys. Yeah, Joel, you can't have, they've already had unless MJF. Roddy, unless Roddy screws somebody accidentally or on purpose. And we just add another layer to that story. Who did Roddy mean to hit? Or, you know, he took out Adam Cole. He didn't mean to, Oh my God, Adam Cole gets pinned. You know, you could do something like that, and I think people would maybe be a little more okay with it. Joel, I never like these visuals when somebody gets pinned. I know MJF got pinned by Dax the other week. It's enough time passed to where it's it's a little bit out of the memory with, with things. Um, but I always go back. I always go back to this, Joel, Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole, and I was there. This was at Ohio Beach Break in in February. Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole, lights out match. Adam Cole got pinned in that match, and it didn't count for the record back when they utilized the record because it was an unsanctioned lights out match. But Adam Cole got pinned. And then one week later, he's coming out and challenging Hangman Page for the world title. And I never got invested in the feud. And I think, I'm not speaking for every fan, but based on some stuff that I read, based on sort of the uh, reaction to that match, to that feud, I, I think that a lot of people felt the same way of like, wait, we just saw this guy get pinned. I understand it doesn't count against the record, but the visual, and it's not a visual of, oh, we got pinned, 20 count, ref downs. I, the, he lost. He freaking lost. And then he comes out and challenges for the world title. And I think people were like, oh, yeah, not really buying Adam Cole as a challenger here. Okay, MJF got pinned by Dax Harwood, roll up. They kind of immediately didn't gloss over it they're still the champions and everything they lost the match i'm I'm talking about mjf and adam cole lost ftr1 
but the everyone knew the bigger story that was at play here with Cole and MJF. And they they capitalized immediately by not doing the turn. And they capitalized again by setting up the all-in match. You pin one of these guys in, in the next couple of weeks. You pin one of these guys on the zero-hour pre-show. And then expect people to be like the the show sold i guess doesn't matter but it's just it's bad optics it's bad optics if one of these guys is gonna lose heading into this one of these big matches i don't like it joel i don't like it so i mean i get what you're saying and i I don't necessarily disagree with you and i like i see the point of of um the loser being part of the main event you know someone getting pinned uh looks bad it does but also again if you make it a major storyline beat like I kind of mentioned, it kind of takes away the harsh buzz a little bit. At the same time, like MJF and Cole going into All In and challenging for the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles, that that doesn't feel good either, to me at least. I know other people are are all about it because, th- listen, MJF and Cole are your hottest hands right now. They made a point. This was my favorite. They made a point of showing you that segment, that that dodgeball segment, which was so hilarious and stupid but then you had excalibur at the end of that segment say stay tuned we're gonna hear from them in the ring so basically they said i know we promoted mjf and adam cole but we're actually going to give you more than just them in this silly segment they're going to be live in the arena that's because they know who the hot hands are right now and you know to your point having one of them lose yeah, it doesn't really work. doesn't look very good. At the same time, if, if it lends to the larger story, I think certain, I think the larger fan base will understand and still stay with it. It just, it's got to make sense and it's got to play in properly. Joel, I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like them losing. I understand there's ways you can book around it, you know, interference, however it might be type of thing. If you're, if you're going to do it, Joel, then do it next week. Do it on collision. Whenever you're going to do it, do it soon. Do not. I don't care what the optics are in the main event. I don't care if Roddy Strong Kingdom get involved uh, at all in. Don't do this. Don't do this in zero hour and then be like, hey, by the way, main event. Like, don't just don't do that. Don't you do not have one of them lose on the pre-show when they are going to main event the show. I, I don't like that at all. And please nobody give me a Brett losing to Owen comparison and then Brett going on to, to win the world title later in the night. It's a different scenario in the sense that one, it was at least on the main friggin' show Two. We knew Brett was going to challenge for the title later in the night. That was what they set up because it was Yoko and Lex, and then they, Brett needed a wrestle type of thing. So we knew it was going to go on, and that was part of, you know, and then Brett got the feud with Owen, or Owen got the feud with Brett out of that. It's a different scenario of, okay, they're challenging for the ROH tag team titles. No offense. There are where they're at in their the places. You're on a pre-show doing this, a free show, which... Honestly, more people are probably going to watch than the pay-per-view because it's free. It's on YouTube type of thing. Even if somebody gets screwed, it takes it just takes a little bit of the luster off of that match. This should feel like a big deal. If I watch one of these guys get pinned, it's not going to feel as big to me. And maybe I'm in the minority, Joel. Maybe I'm in the minority. But to me, I don't want to watch these guys losing. 
Well, as we start to wind down, we got a few minutes left. Uh, the other thing I wanted to just point out from Dynamite, uh, and by the way, just going back to this whole thing, is like, this is all based on whether or not this match actually happens. <laughs> and I, yes. And you know, Joel, th- this is... Or it could change in, on a dime like that. Yeah, Joel, this is why I think like the kingdom will potentially get added into this match. And then the conversation becomes, well, should they be wrestling on the pre-show when you know they're going to wrestle in the main event? And I do think there is something to the theory that hey save that big entrance that big pop and everything for that main event spot don't give it away in an roh tag team title match right there so i do think there is something to that theory joel pro wrestling podcast saying you're winding down i just got here well here's the deal after this jeremy and i have to uh, take a quick break and then come back to fifa select to do sean's q a because we are going to be filling in for him so last chance uh, if you're a fifa select member to go get your questions in on that thread uh i just wanted to point out this was another thing for all in that they that they announced the uh, the women's championship match it's a four-way uh I don't like the way that they're building to this. I said it on the internet. Joel, oh, tournaments. Tournaments. Oh, tournaments. God forbid we give two women a storyline. Give Sheeta someone who can, she can have an actual feud. Feud with Soraya. Just a quick three-week build. I know it's the outcast. I don't give a damn. Have Soraya step up and be like, I'm going to beat you in my home country. We don't need four separate matches just because Tony's like, no, 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 no. Look, I have the women. The women, they wrestle. I promise you, I push the women. When No, I don't care about the fact that you have women in your matches. I care that you have no storylines built in for your women. Your talent are basically just put out there to have indie-style wrestling matches instead of stories. Thank God over on Collision, at least we're getting the Statlander and Nightingale versus Diamante and uh, Mercedes Martinez. At least there's something building there around the TBS championship. Diamante and Mercedes Martinez have history. Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale have history. There's something there. Whatever the hell we're doing on Dynamite to get to this four-way for the AEW Women's World title match, ain't it. Not a fan think it's dumb could have just done a one-on-one match joel wow yeah yeah they are and this is what i said when it came to the bucks and ftr this is what i said when it came to samoa joe and cm punk they are playing off the totality of history with this we know who the four women are going to be right you look at these brackets no offense to the bunny no offense to sky blue like you're not winning these matches okay it's going to be Britt baker and it's going to be soraya so the four women are sheeta tony who got a buy because sure uh soraya actual rematch yes soraya i mean that it's terrible tony like why wouldn't you want a singles match why are you gonna play four other women i was i never understood that did the same conversation about joe hendry and impact so we're not doing that again (laughs) so it's soraya tony Britt, sheeta those are your four women right they have a totality of history with all of these four women with the outcasts originals sheeta and Britt, Britt ending the title reign them being former champions except soraya at least in aw there's a, just a totality of history there and that's what they're playing off of and paul driver finisher i don't disagree for the sake of saying they have history is kind of lazy i don't disagree with that but that is the route they have chosen to go with this show that's what they're doing with ftr and the bucks who have not interacted since the last time that they uh, wrestled each other. That's what they're doing with Joe and 
That's what they're doing with Joe and uh, CM Punk. And I understand they had the Owen match, but they're still playing off the overall ROH history and everything. That's what they might be doing with other matches as well. They're playing off the totality of history, Joel. Yeah, okay, fine. And they open it with like, oh, five years ago, we did the four-way women's match. And I just sat there and I'm like, okay, that's nice. Tell me why we're doing this other than we have history. Well, give me give me a modern day history. Give me a modern day reason to be doing this match. If it's a super card, just say it's a super card. If it's, if it's a, a match for match sake, just say that. It's just, I don't know what, if anything, they're going to have for All Out other than, you know, whoever walks out with that women's championship defending either against Sheeta, who just lost it and therefore invokes her rematch clause, or Soraya again. I don't know what you can do coming out of this with a weak build, uh, both W-E-E-K and W-E-A-K going into All Out for the women's division. Again, I go back to what's going on on uh, Collision, and I'm like, yeah, no, I see something coming out of that. I can see all four women going for the TBS title. I can see Diamante getting a shot at the title. I can see Willow getting a shot at the TBS title. I can see Chris Stalander turning on her friend. I can see a lot of possibilities there, whereas here I'm just looking at it and being like, this is silly. Joel. Joel. Yeah. yeah. Tournaments, Joel. Tournaments. I don't think you have enough respect for the tournaments, Joel. Not anymore. How no. are you going to feel? How are you going to feel, Joel, when they announce the Women's Battle Royal for this show, Joel? I'm going to have a lot of questions. SmackDown tonight is in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, pregnant pause. They're going to be doing the United States Championship match, Austin Theory versus Santos Escobar. When I think about Canada, I think about the U.S. title that Brett Hitman Hart used to hold in WCW. Uh, is it time for Santos to win the title? Joel, yes, it is time for Austin Theory to lose the title, Joel. Fine by me. Uh, AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross. Whoever did this wrote up Killer Cross on the preview on Fightful.com. Uh, Joel, someone did that wrong then. That's, I assume my byline. I Look, I, I'm not trying to Joel throw anybody under the bus here, but I copy and paste, and so it you know that's that's what happened so i copy and pasted and it was clearly not proofread on there so AJ Styles, i will cross i'll take the bullets on that joel i apologize to the people and now i'm gonna have to change multiple articles appreciate it yeah uh i love you jeremy that's that's my one comeuppance for this entire episode that we just did i got one uh crossover aj or is aj gonna be cross maybe Killer Cross is the monster that will be unleashed <laughs> alongside the fiend. Maybe. That's fine by me. And then, of that course, the, uh, the, the hail to the chief, hail to the tribal chief. We're weeks away from the state of the tribal union. So uh, what, <laughs> do we see Jimmy come out and say this claim? Is Jimmy going to be like, I hate all y'all, and I just wanted to show how much I hated y'all? I think Jimmy is is going to come out and he's going to correctly acknowledge his tribal chief and the tribal chief being himself he is he has said joel that he wants to be the tribal chief so he's going to correctly acknowledge his tribal chief i love it jeremy we're done plug this joel yes joel are we done 
yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go uh, get ready for our Q and A, and I have to go put our child, or put my child, I should say, down. Our child, Joel. Yes. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Joel. We got yes, a child. So we pay up a little bit of the alimony, would you? <laughs> Joel, I know people who don't do that, so I and will not do that either. Wow, plug the stuff. We're getting out of here. <laughs> Um, watch Joel and I on Fightful Select if you would like keep watching Joel and I on this channel Joel I appreciate you Joel thank you for a great show today Joel thank you Joel you're you're very thankful for you Joel go follow fight talk underscore on Twitter do not follow, follow Joel on X at Joel at Joel okay fine I'm at Joel Pearl we drop content here every single day here on Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com. Just subscribe to the site, would you already? I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Monday, 10 a.m. to go back in the weeds. Take care. Joel!